Welcome to EM Guidewire, your guide to emergency medicine, brought to you by the residents and faculty from Carolina's Medical Center in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's time for Sports Medicine. Hey, this is Jeremy Driscoll. Welcome to another edition of Sports Medicine Corner. Today we have a true emergency for you in sports medicine and orthopedics. We're going to be talking about knee dislocations. Knee dislocations usually result from a high-impact injury. In sports, this is usually a tackle at the legs while the leg's planted. You guys remember football fans watching back last year, Chicago Bears tight end Zach Miller getting tackled in the end zone wound up with a dislocated knee that caused him to go to the hospital for emergent reduction. Outside of sports medicine, though, you know, we typically see these in the trauma setting with dashboard injuries from car accidents, but we are not going to be focusing on that today. With knee dislocations, nearly 75% of ligaments are going to be disrupted. These are pretty high mechanism injuries, and there's going to be associated vascular and nerve injuries. About 5 to 15% of all anterior posterior dislocations are going to have some sort of vascular injury. Regarding nerve injury, common perineal nerve injuries occur about a quarter cases of this. If you guys remember back to medical school for sensation for the common perineal nerve, you're going to see decreased sensation over the dorsum of the foot with some sparing of the lateral portion. You'll see loss of dorsiflexion, eversion of the ankle, and loss of that EHL strength with foot drop on examination. Given the mechanism of injury, you can see fractures in up to 60% of these cases with the femur and tibia being most commonly involved. Obvious signs and symptoms you're going to see is going to be knee pain and knee instability. These tough athletes are going to be brought to their knees, no pun intended, with this type of injury. Physical exam, you may not see a deformity. 50% of knee dislocations are going to reduce spontaneously prior to arrival in the emergency department. They can be very deceptive. Otherwise, you'll see swelling, effusion, abrasions, or sometimes you will see an obvious deformity. And when you see this, reduce immediately. If the joint is reduced, make sure you assess all ligaments, do testing for ACL, PCL, MCL, LCL. Vascular examination is going to be key with these injuries. It actually should be your number one priority after reduction or even prior to reduction. I recommend testing vascular status before and after reduction. You're going to be wanting to measuring DP and PT pulses. If pulses are present and normal, this does not rule out an arterial injury. And I'll say that again. Normal pulses does not rule out an arterial injury. Collateral circulation can often mask the popliteal artery occlusion that's occurring. So regarding that, it's ankle brachial index time. You guys bust out your manual cuffs and your Dopplers. A measurement of greater than 0.9 would recommend serial examinations in the inpatient setting. If you have an ABI less than 0.9, this is high incidence of vascular injury, and patients often require CT angiography. If you're really concerned about ischemic injury, console vascular surgery. If your patient comes in and they have diminished or absent pulses, first make sure the knee is actually reduced. Often it can mimic that it's not actually reduced, and once you truly reduce the knee, pulses may come back. Remember, time equals muscle, and by muscle, I mean critical limb ischemia. If you reduce the knee and pulses are still absent following a reduction, or there's any other hard signs of vascular compromise like an expanding hematoma, distal ischemia, or thrill, please consult surgery immediately. Ischemia greater than 8 hours has an amputation rate of over 85%. But if pulses are present after reduction, repeat your ABIs, and then you can consider observation versus CT angiography. Now, there's several classifications regarding this, and I won't go into all of them, but the Kennedy classification is used, and it's based on the displacement of the tibia on the femur. And regarding ligament injury, you can use the shank classification. 
we're going to be discussing two of the major types of dislocations, which are anterior and posterior. Anterior are going to be your most common, about 30 to 50% of knee dislocations. This is usually due to a hyperextension injury and usually requires a PCL to tear for this to happen. Posterior dislocations are the second most common, about a quarter of the injuries you'll see. This is due to an axial load on a flexed knee. The posterior dislocations, though, have the highest rate of vascular injury, and that's really a complete popliteal artery tear. There are lateral and medial dislocations, however, I have not personally seen one, but this is usually due to a varus or valgus force. But lateral dislocation, as you can imagine, has the highest incidence of perineal nerve injury just due to the anatomy. For diagnostic workup, you're going to get an x-ray. Often this will be normal because the knee is spontaneous reduced, but you can look for other fractures like a Sagun fracture. These patients are probably going to need a non-emergent MRI to evaluate true ligament injury, and then CT angiography as we previously discussed. Treatment for knee dislocations, reduce and re-exam. This is a true orthopedic and sports emergency. There is one situation, though, I want to make you aware of where reduction of the knee should not take place. This is when you see the, quote, dimple sign, which represents buttonholing of the medial femoral condyle through the anterior medial joint capsule. This sign indicates an irreducible dislocation and closed reduction is contraindicated due to the risk of skin necrosis. For posterior dislocations, get an assistant, have them hold the distal femur while you, the provider, first pulling longitudinally, then anteriorly. Be careful though. Don't apply too much force because this can actually injure the popliteal artery. For anterior dislocations, it's going to be a similar thing except reverse. You'll basically be providing countertraction on the proximal tibia. Once reduced, splint the leg in approximately 20 to 30 degrees of flexion and reshoot films. Most cases are going to require some surgical stabilization, so make sure to consult your orthopedic surgeons. And remember, if the ABI is greater than 0.9 with strong pulses and a normal Doppler, I'd recommend admitting for observation and serial examinations. However, if it's less than 0.9 and you have asymmetric pulses or an abnormal Doppler, please consult vascular surgery and obtain a CT angiography. That's it for this week's edition of Sports Medicine Corner. See you next time. Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go! Be awesome today! CMC out.